Hey everybody, I'm Jess. And I'm David. And this is... Beer vs. Life. Life. Beer vs. Life is the podcast that's all about beer, the beer industry, the people who drink beer, make beer, sell beer, and love beer. So I am a sales rep from Kensington Brewing Company, and I apologize ahead of time because I can sound like a cheerleader when I get excited. And I'm the sales manager for Long Size Brewery, and I sound like Ray Romano, so I apologize for sounding like a sitcom character. <laughs> so we're both based out of Toronto, which is in Ontario, in Canada, folks. And uh, we'll be talking about beer from a non-geographic perspective, and we'll also talk about the specific styles of beer, the industry in general, and share some juicy bar tale stories. And we're also going to have some guests. Like brewers. Bartenders. Other salespeople. Bar owners. Retail partners. And even people who just like to drink the beer. So pull up a stool, grab a beer, and join us while we discuss beer, life, and everything in between on... Beer versus Life. In this episode, <laughs> we're going to drink a winter ale. We are. And we're going to talk about winter ale a little bit. We are. And we're going to talk about winter because we're freezing our asses off right now. We are, because right now we are sitting on a patio in Toronto uh, with heaters and some curtains. And there's snow on the ground. There's snow on the ground. My back is cold, but my face is warm. Yes. I which was... was the name of my first album, by the way. <laughs> no, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. Not. <laughs> it was Ray Romano's first album, though. Well, that's what, yeah, that's what it was. That's what it was. I already had a sip of my beer. Okay, I'm going to have a sip of my beer, too. So we're, uh, did I say Henderson already? We're doing the Henderson. You did not. This is Henderson's... the first time you're disclosing Okay, this so we just said winter ale. Uh, we're dr- specifically drinking Henderson's, uh... Spiced winter ale. I'm not sure if it has an actual name or not because we're drinking it, it on draft. It might just be winter ale. Like it's just winter ale. Fine. We can uh, we can footnote this later. We can worry. Yeah, it'll all be in the footnotes. Please don't you worry. Henderson is a craft brewery based out of uh, the west side of Toronto, uh, where there is which is quickly becoming the mecca of craft beer in Toronto. I That's think it's pretty huge. That west end. That there's a block there where there's got to be like four or five of the some of the biggest. Yeah, Brewers. so for people that aren't in Toronto, Toronto has just exploded with breweries. Thank fucking God. Like, there was a mini explosion back in the 80s where, like, three big ones popped up. In the 80s. There <laughs> was this time. <laughs> it was called the 80s. It was horse tracks. Or horse carriages <laughs> yeah, when were delivering beer. Uh, horse tracks. It was always horse tracks. Actually, there's probably more horse tracks in Toronto then than there were now. Uh Fair. Used to be one down Woodbine, Woodbine Beach. Uh, ah, anyway, I'm old. He's not uh, that old. So I'm going to tell a lot of old, old stories about the 80s. You're not the that 80s old. were a great time. And then we dissolved to the 80s. Dissolved. No, okay, never mind. We're getting off track already. We are. Uh, anyway, they're, they're, uh, Toronto had a pretty good craft beer scene, but it was basically like three or four kind of regional ones. Mm-hmm. And then they just kind of, they've grown. They still exist, they're quite large. Now and now there's a whole bunch of little ones popping up and Ontario has probably 250 craft brewers now which is great which is awesome I would love craft breweries to be like a Starbucks where there is a craft brewery on every corner yeah. in every neighborhood every neighborhood because can let me tell one. you every single neighbor can t- neighborhood can totally Absolutely. support one Absolutely. and it's amazing so being from America I'm American full disclosure I was going to tease her about that yep and uh I have always had craft beer in my life, pretty sure. Son of a bitch. Yeah, I've been pretty lucky. Nice. So when I came when I came here, um, it is now 2019. It is. It is February. I moved here August 2010. 
So the, the there was nothing. Okay. I, like you said, like there were staple breweries, a couple of them, when I moved here, and that was it. And it was very sad. Yeah, I mean, I, I, yeah, I you're sad. right. You know what? I think within the first five years that we were here, it probably popped up a bit more. And, yeah. And now Definitely it's exponential. Definitely in the last five years, for sure. Yeah. So like if, if you are from a place in the world that's listening to this and if your area that you've lived in has exploded we'd love to hear about it because sure. i think that would be really cool to like um talk to someone that yeah um came from a place or is just whoa all of a sudden all these craft breweries started popping up and life is great now or something yeah and it's definitely there's a shared experience of craft beer and craft brewing uh that that transcends borders Accents, facial features Just brings us together, man. Brings us all together, man. Because <laughs> uh, you hear stories like Japan, Italy, uh, yeah. you know, like having huge craft, uh, fucking Germany, like mm-hmm. uh, you know, like the the Bavarian Purity Act has has been given an asterisk so they can use hops to make IPAs and shit. Mm-hmm. Like it's crazy. It's because you, you need those, don't you know? You do. You do. They're a very important ingredient. When I was in Italy, it was super cool. I was there a couple years ago, and I met... This is going to turn into a very long story, and I won't bore everyone with the details. Or you, because <laughs> you're the one sitting in front of me. But, oh, see, he's already sleeping. But there is this... You have to bring coasters to Borel. Which is across the street, yes. <laughs> um, so, I met a lady, my boyfriend and I, met a lady, makes leather bags, sells these leather bags. And we started talking to her about beer. I like where beer. this is going. And she was like, if you like beer, you have to go to this place. This was in Florence. I don't remember the place. I am so sorry. So if you know, please tell us. Um, <laughs> all, I don't our listener, remember. all our listeners in Florence, please. <laughs> please tell send us letters. where I went multiple years ago. But we went there and they were so proud and they were like, not bougie or douchey, like your typical kind of craft beer history person. No. Wow. They did not have beards or mustaches. Interesting. Yeah, they're defying... Stereotypes. That, that aspect. North American stereotypes. North American probably. stereotypes, thank you. So, and it was just really cool, because I'm like, oh, thank fuck, I'm so excited. Just, I just want an IPA right now, or I just want a pale ale. Like, I want something that is not Stella or Peroni yeah. or Heineken or something. And it was pretty bad. It was oh, pretty awful. I don't know where this is going. <laughs> it was really bad. But it's... And I'm not like this connoisseur, Cicerone certified, blah, blah, blah person. But thinking back now, I'm kind of like, mm, maybe it was because it was just different. Because they are trying to use the ingredients... They're probably using... Yeah. ...that are of their country or where they can even I get can supplies see from. Because you're so going to get... it's just naturally going to be different. And it's going to go... Yeah, it's going to go through their cultural filter along with, uh, yeah, what's available right. filter. Exactly. Uh, and yeah, you're going to get some kooky shit. Just some kooky shit. So the funny cool. thing is, is like, I was like, am I being a total American right now? Be like, this is not how you make a, a mint chicken... You know, like applying my McDonald's <laughs> thing onto the beer nice. I'm drinking, which is terrible. Well. But now I'm like, no, you know what? Like, that was cool. It was craft. It was still yeah. good. It just wasn't what I think an IPA and should taste like at that time. I think that, that goes back to how each neighborhood can support a brewery is because you're going to get a 
like a local flavor and a local palate, though everyone has different palates, you're going to get, when it works, it works. It might be just coincidental that everyone kind of, that's what they want in that region. So maybe in this region of Italy, that's, those are the flavors they're looking for in beer. Mm. And to you, it was just like, this, nope, thank nope, you. And I mean, we've all come around on some, certain beers. Like, have you ever, I'm sure this has happened, you've tried a beer, you're like, no garbage, fix. sinker. Or, or a server. Or Total a s- sinker. Sinker. Dump and it down the drain. Dump it down the drain. And then like, I don't know, a month later, six weeks later, whatever, uh, you're in a position and someone asks you to try it again. Maybe the sales rep does. Possibly. <laughs> like, okay. And, oh, and, and, and it's actually, it's better. And it's like either like, maybe you had a shit can yeah. or a sample or whatever. Or you just ate a Or your palate was in a weird place. That wasn't what you were expecting. I mean, I know I went through that with, uh, with Headstock, um, their IPA. Uh, the first time I had it, I was like, I thought, like, did, did they cut corners? Did they use like a, a hop syrup in this? Because mm-hmm. the hops were so intense and weird. Um, and then, the, then, you know, I gave up on it. And then they changed the labeling. And I don't know if that was just coincidence, but that, that often when people change the label on a can, you don't recognize it right away, so you kind of buy it by accident. And so you get it, and you're like, oh, It's like I... when girls cut their hair. You're like, exactly. who are you? Exactly, who are you? Especially white chicks. We all look the oh same. Oh my God, Let's yes. Be They're all Beckys. He <laughs> uh, <laughs> chose Becky. And they okay. all want to talk to the manager. Oh. Um, anyway, so <laughs> the second time I tried Headstock, uh, I really liked it, and I was shocked. Mm. And I felt bad. I actually, uh, I, I kind of ripped it apart on my old podcast, Drink Along, and so, uh, an episode, a few, a few episodes later, I had like a written apology to like, I'm sorry, I uh, really ripped apart your beer, and I shouldn't have. That's really it was because nice it was pretty good. That. And I know we're supposed to be talking about spiced ales, but that's my headstock story. No, I, I which think is it's just <clears throat> which is another brewery just outside Toronto in the GTA-ish mm-hmm. Hamilton Greater based? Toronto area. Yeah, I think, uh, no, you're just circling back to the idea or the concept of, there's so many places we could go right now with yeah. this conversation. Um, so I'm just that's gonna okay. Ch- I'm going to try to pick one. Here we All go. right. So. <clears throat> she's got a 17-sided die with her and she's rolling it now. <laughs> Here we go. So this just goes back to the idea that people need to be way more open-minded. Oh my God. When yes. it comes to yeah. drinking beer. Yes. There are those, I'm, okay, you can like rip me apart online about this if you want to, but there's a stereotypical Hashtag white rip dude. rip apart Jess. <laughs> rip apart Jess. White dude with a beard, with glasses, and maybe even a button-up shirt converse being like, this is what an IPA is, this is what a winter ale is, mm-hmm. this is how it should taste, blah, blah, blah to the person the vet that just drinks his Molson Canadian and there I just want to say this right now there's nothing wrong with any of those things except we are all humans we all like different things beer comes in all shapes and sizes and just be open minded to it yeah and we're all products of our time right and it will change over time too if your comfort like if like you said an old bet, if your comfort beer was like Molson Canadian mm-hmm. when you got out of the services, because that's like that's you know what got you through the war or whatever, then yeah, you're you're gonna have an attachment to that beer no matter how much it's changed over the years. Because mm-hmm. I don't know if you ever um, Molson did a small batch 
of uh, an old recipe of theirs. No. And they did, did it in like a 500 bill bottle. It was okay. about four or five years ago. And it was delicious. Really? Like, it was really good. And you could tell where, like, the Molson signature flavor came from and what it's become now. But it's just, it was very interesting. Huh. Anyway, uh, where were we? Yes, yeah, so... Uh, keep an open mind. We're talking about keeping open an open mind, mind with beer. Yeah, <laughs> and I, I think, I think that's important in life, too. It is <laughs> important in life, too. Uh, Harder um, in life, though. In the, <laughs> in the comedy industry... Because uh, you have experience in comedy. I do have like bit, I went through Second City and, and uh, Bad Dog Theater, and uh, so mainly improv, not a lot of stand up so or anything. David is funny. No pressure. Yeah, no pressure. Uh, <laughs> thus, the Ray Romano. Because <laughs> apparently, Ray Romano is still pretty funny. Okay. Uh, you know what? I have a confession. I don't know who that is. I have to look it up. Um, uh, everyone loves Raymond. Oh, sitcom. I know everybody loves yeah. Raymond. Okay. He's actually got a new special on Netflix right now, so you can look it up okay. before you cancel your Netflix. Before I do that, because I know yeah. you're thinking of doing it. Because I'm thinking of doing it. Because I pay attention, uh, <laughs> and I, you know, I'm often looking through your window. Uh, <laughs> Creepy. <laughs> you know, this is a thing that a lot of women beer reps have to be mindful of. Yes, yeah, sorry, I shouldn't, I shouldn't be flippant about that. I don't even know where she no, lives, much less look through her window. We're cool. We like each other. It's fine. Exactly. We're friends. It's all good. I wouldn't say it if I weren't in a comfortable patio area. environment, patio. freezing, <laughs> freezing our asses our off. Knees. My knees are cold. Your knees are cold. I'm freezing my knees off. Yeah. That's an expression from the twenties. Uh, it's not. Because I'm so old. Because <laughs> I'm so old. <laughs> I'm so old. I remember expressions from the twenties. Uh, that's when we recorded podcasts on Slate, people. Uh, what? Slate Records? Never mind. No, see, too uh, old. See, too old. Too, too old. old. The reference is too far back. <laughs> that reference is only ah, funny shit. for really old people. Um, what were you saying? I don't even so, remember now. Uh, comedy. Comedy. The comedy. In comedy, you're saying open-minded uh, comedy. Uh, because you need to support your friends mm. when they're performing if you want. Not if you want I like, where, I like where this too. is going. Uh, like, support your friends. Go yeah. see your friends. Go see them perform. Don't get all like, oh, if I get one more flyer from a friend. It's like, well, your friend is in that industry. Uh, mm-hmm. They need people to show up. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, it's one of those industries where they're not getting paid. Oh. Often not getting paid. Okay. Uh, it's it's like an amateur industry. So someone's making money off them, off their talent. And uh, I actually got to a point where it's just like, if people aren't going to pay us to do this, why are we doing it? Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, that's not where I'm going. <laughs> what my point is... Uh, if your friend's performing, support them. Pay attention to the show. Don't have a conversation during their performance. Don't sit in the back and shoot the shit about something else. Don't work on your act. Like, pay attention to what they're Who doing. Who would do that? People do that. People do that. That's I mean, a shock. That's just so shocking to me. Yeah, and it's... Uh, I didn't How like dare it. you? Exactly. How dare you? Shame on you. Shame you know who I'm talking people. about. Uh, just, yeah, you, you know, be supportive. Uh, don't just expect the support. Be the support as well. And I think that's the same with the beer industry. I'm really finding there's a camaraderie with, especially sales reps. We often, we're like, uh, like we pool together in certain areas. Like, uh, we're at Sauce on the patio at Sauce right now, which I'm a damn fourth. Uh, great little bar that's been here about. Now, what do you have to do? I don't know. Oh, uh, Facebook message. Yep. You're so popular. Oh my god, I should have muted that. Uh, about six years now. <laughs> Uh, it's a great, it's like a, uh, 
what, uh, what's the... Are uh, you describing sauce? Yeah. It's a, uh, I would say it's like a New Orleans inspired yeah, like a, like bar. Like a, a place that would have popped up after Prohibition ended. Yeah. Or even during Prohibition in the States. Yes. It's got that flavor. Uh, it's so got a great lot of cocktail great bar. Flavor, great cocktail. But great craft, music. Great craft beer list. And great craft uh, But beer. yes, great music as well. The music is lovely. Uh, it's open mic tonight. Piano, too. open um, mic. Starting in 50 minutes. I will not be doing that. Oh, okay. Because I was going to record <laughs> that session of the show. The yeah. entertainment portion, we were going to try to cover all the. Singing. Yes. Butchering something. Uh, I sang here. I did Beastie Boys. That's did, not nice. uh, I, I did the. What was it nice? So you said I'm going to butcher something. You don't well, know. You, maybe I'm a fucking epic singer. Maybe, but you sounded like you weren't. So I'm I not. Thought, I'm not. I'm totally not. I'm just being honest. I, I, uh, I did uh, karaoke Beastie Boys here. Mm hmm. Um, very hard, very hard. It was hard because there's there's three of them. <laughs> <laughs> that's a lot. Of, that's a lot of people to that's be a lot at of one people, time. Yeah, it's like I know the lyrics. They didn't have the song I wanted to do, so I did uh, "Hey Ladies," thinking mm. that's pretty straightforward. It's just "Hey Ladies." Get the crowd involved. And you know, I know like the lyrics to it, but then when you're seeing the lyrics on the screen, all of a sudden it's like. Holy fuck, this is hard. There's three of them. It's like, Jesus Christ, what was I thinking? Uh, it was fun, though. But anyway, we digress. Grass. Not divest. We're not I don't know if divest trading. is a word. You divest uh, shares, don't you? I don't know. We're not traders. We're not. This isn't a financial show. This no. isn't about financial You're not here tips. to get financial advice, that's for sure. Because we don't Except make enough money. Tip your server. <laughs> Except for tip, tip your, your server. fucking server. Please just tip your server and your bartender. <laughs> God damn it. Don't be so cheap. And please uh, be nice to sales reps because oh they're just God. doing they're their human. job and trying. Yeah, they're not, you know, they're Even not showing a vacuum in their face. Right. It's not like, you know, yeah, every home needs a vacuum, but right. I mean, every, every, bar every bar needs, needs beer. beer. Every bar so. does need beer. Okay, so... <laughs> It's almost like and you know, we should just end episode. It. Yeah, Boom. We... Every bar needs beer. Every bar needs. Every bar oh needs beer. Thank you. Hashtag. Yeah, I got you. Bars need beer. That's so funny. We could just end it there. We could, but we're not going to. No. So God, no, cause I don't even fin- think I finished making my point about um, supporting people. Oh, okay. Well, please continue. Uh, just gonna say that. It, we tend to pool at places like Sauce, mm-hmm. and then we describe Who, Sauce. Who's we? Who's we? The sales, sales reps. reps. Uh, you, you, just just an example of a place like Tuesdays. You walk in here on a Tuesday at around five or six o'clock. There's going to be four, five, maybe even six bar beer reps sitting around the bar. Yeah. And maybe no one else. Mm-hmm. Like literally, like they're the first ones here, and they shoot the shit and they share share war stories. Um, there's a few bars like that around the city where you just you walk in there and like you're guaranteed to see two or three other mm-hmm. bar reps. So I have a question. Time. Beer reps. This kind of diverts us slightly from the topic, but uh, I'm a, I'm kind of new to the, this industry, and I don't really know when you can say you're no longer new. I don't know how long that lasts for. But when I walk into a bar and I start recognizing a bunch of sales reps, or like you said, there's six or five, yeah. even three, and they're all sitting together. I At first, when I first started, I was like, 
okay, I'm just going to say hi. I'm going to say who I am and where I'm from. Yeah. Um, I'm just maybe going to wave to the people behind the bar. Hopefully an owner is there yeah. or a manager or something. But if not, like I'm still going to be, oh, hey, bartender or server, such and such. Yeah. Um, I'm so-and-so from Kensington. Um, but then I'm, I feel weird. At first I felt weird. I felt kind of like... I don't know, maybe not a new kid on the block, but just kind of wow as a bar owner or manager. Okay, here are all these people sitting at my bar, taking up seats that my customers could be sitting in if they're not drinking because maybe they had already had a couple beers today or maybe they had already just eaten lunch, so now they're not going to buy anything. They're just wasting space. And if they don't get anything, then they don't tip, but they're still sitting there. And I don't know. I just felt like. But I think the second you I s- should go. Okay. And I know. I think. I hear you. Right. And what I'm gonna say, you and I have been doing this full time for probably about the same amount of time. But you've been in the industry for much longer than me. With a huge gap. Okay. Like there's a 16 year gap in there at some point. Um, but. I did. I definitely, especially even here. Like I went through that a few times where you came into a place that. You, like, I, I know one of these guys, kind of. Like, one of the sales reps. One of the sales reps. And, and like, and the great thing is, like, Johnny, he's he's not shy. Right. So Johnny he, Johnny's is the, the owner. One of the, Sorry, the owners one of the owners. Of Sass, uh, yeah. And, uh, Johnny and Mitzi for any sales reps that want to try to sell them beer. Good there luck. You go. Have fun. Uh, <laughs> no, they're, they're super, a dynamic duo. They're super lovely. They're awesome. Yeah. Uh, and I think Johnny should be a guest because Johnny hit, should be him a guest. and I kind of passed the baton about 20 years ago at Amsterdam. Mm. I left and he came in. Amsterdam and, is a brewery in Toronto. Yes. Uh, and he pretty much filled the job that I had been doing. Oh, okay. Um, and it we discovered like bread that. Back here. It smells great. It does. Can you smell that? Yes. It's making me realize I'm hungry. Oh my God. Um, wow. We Oof. probably shouldn't eat bread because we drink bread. Because beer is oh, essentially bread, <laughs> so I try not to eat bread anymore. Uh, but it's so good with like. Wow, that smells so good. Holy crap! I'm so right? sorry That's you guys so get yes. smells right now. Holy shit! Can we record smell? No. Oh damn it! Sorry. You can bottle it. Like time in a bottle. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, we are digressing again. There you go. Uh, but yeah, so there's uh, once you get over that like camaraderie, like there's a point where all of a sudden you're welcomed in. To the sales to, to rep the sales group. rep group, and yeah, there is it is. But are you even really welcomed? Because everybody's competing against each other. I think so. Like, how many times have we like run into each other, and then, uh, you know, someone else comes along that one of us knows, and the three of us just start shooting the shit, and right. there's immediate camaraderie of right. uh, in connection because it, like if Everyone I know you nice. and this Everyone person knows nice. me, yeah, and. Uh, I don't think they're, that's what I like is they're, they're, I mean, obviously we're in competition, mm. but we're not competing. Like, mm. we're not like, if both of us walk into a bar at the same time, we're going to be like, ah! But right. Get out of here. Chances are, Get we'll probably, in some way, uh, make a connection with the bar owner. And all of a sudden it's like, well, between the two of them, they represent like 10 different beers. Mm. I've got two open lines. Let's give them one each, kind of right. thing. Like, let's give them both so a shot. So should we maybe explain how this works for people that aren't in the industry? We're, like, let's we're just re- in. Yeah, we're, we're like really jumping in hard here. Okay, so, and this is actually 
uh, a huge. This was a huge learning curve for me because no one now told me. That smells like burning me. toast. Now it does that, smell that like burning toast. Delicious. Now it's burning. <laughs> I think it's on fire. That bread is burning. <laughs> you know what? It still kind of smells good though. Yeah. It reminds me of breakfast. It makes me feel like we're up at six in the yeah, morning. Yeah, exactly. But we're not because it's nighttime uh, right now. But so when I first came into this, no one explained to me how the system works. So I don't know how it works in other countries or provinces or states, but in Ontario and especially in Toronto, um, a lot of bars and restaurants have X number of taps. So let's just say a restaurant has 10 taps. Seven of those taps actually are bought by a larger conglomerate or or they independent breweries pay or paid to have that tap whether they installed it themselves they maintain it they clean it or um, some kind of deal a deal that they worked out or whatever there's like sneakiness behind it so as a customer you go into these places and you're like wow like they have 10 lines and 10 lines of beer that's great that's so awesome plus they have cans and bottles and it's all craft and it's like well actually no that's not generally the case it's changing it's Mm -hmm. changing where it is all craft but anyway i I can't go too deep into where i was just about to go so i'm just gonna not do that (laughs) we'll save that for another day i think there's a whole episode to talk about what's craft and what isn't we yeah absolutely and especially in ontario how the beer store works and who owns the beer store Mm -hmm. uh i'd love to do an episode about that because I always think everyone is up to speed, but then every so often you find people in your like immediate circle yeah. who don't know. And I don't know. I'm one of those people. Store. I'm going to tell you right now. I don't know. Uh, but let's not go there. Okay. For right now. That's. So the the, the tune tap, into that episode. Very in. special episode. Special <laughs> episode of. It will blow. Beer versus life. Your versus mind. The, the beer store. Retail. Or the brewer's retail. Or the uh, sorry, it's just beer store now. Not even the, just beer store. No the. No, the. Okay, fine. So it was the brewer's retail, then it was the beer store, and now it's just beer store. Interesting. Yeah. We just keep shortening our language. Yeah. It's like we're so getting just rid of words. BS. Yeah, just the Which BS. <laughs> that, that was, was ice. ice falling from a roof, because <laughs> we are on a patio. Do we not mention we're on a patio, we're on freezing a patio. our asses off right now? Um, no, the, it, it's actually a really nice patio back here. You should, it is. You should totally come and check it out. It's great. Okay, so this was new to me. So when I first came into this industry, I was like, there are how many bars in Toronto? Thousands. Everyone drinks beer. Millions of people drink beer. I'm like, everybody wants beer. Everyone is going to love me. Yeah. And then come to find out, you go into a place, they have 10 taps, seven are bought out, the three rotate with all of the breweries in Ontario. <laughs> <laughs> so your beer might be great and you might have a killer lager or a killer pilsner or a beautiful stout that's just lovely and silky, but they have Guinness on tap and they don't want it and they're where they are in their neighborhood or where they are in whatever or it's not in their budget or the margins don't meet up or they can't run out of beer. So if you can't promise them beer for three months or six months, they're not going to buy from you. And then this varies between every single bar and restaurant that you deal with. There's no consistency. No. There's no system. Anyway, it's really 
um, it was an enlightening experience. Yeah, <laughs> it is. There's a huge. Not thing. everyone wants to buy your beer. No, because they don't have room. They want to, but they can't. They can't. Or, you know, because they can't buy from everyone. And yeah. I mean, yeah, there's limits, and yeah, there, there's like obviously the big like corporate chains and stuff. They're all doing deals with the big macro breweries, mm-hmm. but they're, they're all starting to they're get cool, starting though. to recognize that they need to get into the craft beer side because they're getting a lot of people asking about them when they come in. Like it's we're making it's because Ontario was so overwhelmed by macro for so long that to get the smaller brewers in there it's a big like they've got their claws into everything already mm-hmm. so to get to make that difference you they're yeah they're the bigger chains are slowly changing mm-hmm. um but but, but not to in a point where it's like gonna be a huge deal like they're like literally like they might like one guy might get a chance and it's gonna be one of the bigger ones mm-hmm. one of the bigger small breweries yeah um and then can that even bigger small brewery so for instance we're drinking a henderson's beer right now which david was saying is like a huge a very large brewery in toronto and we're drinking a winter ale by them and uh which we'll explain at some point (laughs) in this in this episode so that you can learn something about beer um but even that gets to a point where you get so big you can't be a Molson, you can't be a Miller, you can't be a Budweiser, because yeah. there is a limit to quality yep. and quantity and just customer service. And that, I think, is just in any business, that's where you, you really start to fall apart. You grow too fast, you don't grow fast enough, yeah. um, you overcompensate. Uh, yeah, it's, it's a fucking... Balancing yeah, act. Yeah, and the main the main difference between macro and craft is that macro brews in such large quantities that they have like scientifically figured out consistency, but of a very simple tasting beer. Mm-hmm. But they keep it the same all the time, which is an accomplishment in itself. It is an accomplishment. But which we should it's, also talk it's about. It's boring that. old beer. Um, and it's craft is consistent. smaller batches where each batch to batch can taste a little different from each other you're going for consistency still but you're going to get slight differences mm-hmm. uh you're going to get the perfect <laughs> perfect batch you're going to get a kind of dodgy batch and hopefully you're going to have to you know <laughs> uh you get rid of the dodgy one yeah. and sometimes i've even heard of getting rid of the perfect one or blending the perfect one because they can't set their own uh norm too high because if they, Interesting. If, you know what I mean? Like if they make yeah, a perfect yeah. batch of beer, yeah, and, and it's like, How do you but replicate but, that? but the last ten batches were just like this consistent, like just really good. But this was like perfect, right? Like so then. When so people, why can't you just set your standards to that and do it again? Because it's Aren't, it's hard, man. Like even with small batch, right? Like you're mm-hmm. like the slightest thing can can throw it off. So you want to make sure, like. You're talking about like the perfect storm where it ha- like it mm-hmm. can't happen every time because something's gonna happen, right? Like mm-hmm. the yeast is gonna be take do a slightly different reaction. The you know the boil like we did it for 85 minutes and it was perfect, and then we did it for 75 minutes and it was terrible. It's like mm-hmm. trying to find that perfect 
it's, it's chemistry. It's chemistry, and it's baking at the same. It's and chemistry baking. baking oh, right? I like that. Yeah. Chemistry and baking. So if you're listening to this and you're good at both of those things, you should be a brewer. Absolutely. <laughs> and I think if you ever hear of, like, and most brewers are passionate, when you hear them talk about the craft or the art of making it, they sound like scientists. Like, no, they, they start totally they do. start talking about, like, nanoparticles and things and, like, and stuff. Yeah. That, like, it just, it's mind-boggling. It's like, I, I, I would love to understand beer on the level that you do. Mm-hmm. Um, Wouldn't that be great? Yeah. My job would be so much easier. Yeah, and it's like, the, you know, I want to take, it'd be great to take, like, a Cicerone course or mm-hmm. um, even just, like, the uh, off-tasting because it's it's important Ain't to recognize. Nobody them. got time for that. Yeah, so we should we should get we should get people. Someone's gonna give an opinion that I might change over the course oh, of this podcast. Yeah. Oh hey, everyone! This is Allison. Allison is She's lovely. Our guest today. She's our guest, our guest bartender server. She's great. Just pouring the beer. Hey, we really appreciate it. Don't forget to tip your bartender. Exactly. Especially house. Yeah, especially here. Come to sauce. Yeah. 25%. 30% even. 30%. Do Start it. at 30. Do it. Um, what was I saying? Um, I don't know. Shit. So you weren't listening. I was. <laughs> no, I was saying something about brewing beer and... Ugh, crap. Um, it was okay. going to be a good point. At least I thought in my mind it was going to be good. And it was. You were definitely building to something. Yeah, I was getting like real emotional and intense about it. Because uh, we were talking about science and baking. Science, baking, brewing, beer. You know, the passionate ones, really. Mm-hmm. And if people people listening right now are just like, well, you said this. This is what you said. And but you aren't here right now. Rewind and listen. To tell us uh, what we just talked about. Yeah. So write in. Right Hashtag, in, please. what did we just say? Uh, <laughs> Help just remember might actually end up being a hashtag that circulates on Twitter or some shit. And I have a feeling, here's a theory. Okay, I'm go. making this one up on the spot. Go for it. Is that when you have a heater in front of you <laughs> and cold air behind you so that your blood is pumping around, it's getting cold. Only warm, in the cold front warm, side cold of warm, your cold body. Warm, cold warm. <laughs> and you drink... A 6.2% beer. Oh, yeah. We were drinking a 6.2% beer. I think it helps that because uh, you and I are kind of like veterans <laughs> of the beer drinking industry. We can have a few and function and, and do things. So and, we think we can. So we think we can. But there's been a couple <laughs> moments where I was like, did I just flip-flop like fucking bar and beer again? Like, <laughs> how did that happen? It's like, I think my blood is being like... Uh, I think I'm fermenting again. Well, you're because, fermenting again. Because I'm going from cold to hot. Right, so right. I'm fermenting my bloodstream. I've just created a whole new winter ale in my bloodstream. I really like that. Yeah, I call it. That just happened. That just happened. What did you That's just what call, I call it? it? What are you going to call it? That just that happened? That just happened, yeah. <laughs> That's what we're going to call it. That yeah. just happened. <laughs> that is hashtag that just happened. That just happened. There you go. Winter ale in my blood. Oh man, it was so good. Oh, I was God. gonna say, I it really that. was. It'll pop in your head like long after we finish recording. I know. That's, that's... Well, okay. Bolt, well, now we need to sit like sit bolt up and... right in bed in the middle of the night. Like, oh, God damn it! I know. 
Well, now we need to hurry up and say something else. Well, why don't we... See, here's the beauty of the, our podcast is that our the theme of this one is winter ale. So why don't we talk about this winter ale a little okay, bit? Okay, we can, we do can that. actually like specifically let's talk about what do you think of it? What do I think of it? I I enjoy it. I like it. It's easy drinking. It is. Um, and at 6.2%, uh that's pretty impressive because usually you know, you get a stronger beer and it usually you can tell when it's stronger and this one is just the mold spices, wherever it's it is very in there. malty and spicy. Yeah. and But not too much. Like, not enough that so you're like, oh, yeah, I can totally taste this. But it's not like, you know, I'm drinking a bottle of syrup. Correct. It is definitely not syrupy. No. And I no, do, not at all. I do find a lot of winter ales to be syrupy. Yes. And I would love to know why that is. Are they being served too cold? Is it... I, I honestly don't know, but this is not syrupy. No. So I am hesitant to order winter ales. I'm not going to lie, because I, gen- I generally don't. Yeah. I personally don't enjoy them. However, I need to keep an open mind. Have you ever had... Um, and this is this is great. Uh, when they uh, tap maple syrup, you mm-hmm. know how they get the water? Yep. And before they boil it, mm-hmm. you can just drink it? Yep. This is what this is like. Oh, you know what I mean? Like this is like they have. Nice. You know what yeah. I mean? Like it's it's you're still getting all that, that less wood sweet flavor. flavor. No wood flavor. No wood. No wood flavor. <laughs> but you're getting like you know what I mean? Like you're getting like that. Yeah. It's not syrup yet. It's just got the the flavors, mm-hmm. but not the consistency. I like that. So I think what's going to be really cool about us doing this and the people listening is we're not. I don't think we'll ever explain beers how. A Cicero. That's what I was going to say. Cicerone. Oh, okay. But I want to finish this last yeah, first. Two, two terms, right? Yeah, Cicerone, Cicerone and Perdome. Yeah. Which I also did not know that those were things until I started in this industry and I had to look it up. Because I? I thought people yeah. were just speaking uh, French because a lot of people do that in Canada. And I was <laughs> like, I don't get it. Uh, I majored in Spanish and no habla espanol, everybody. Uh, I wasted a lot of money doing that. Wrong side of the border. Wrong. And then I moved to Canada. So fuck my Smart. life. Smart. So smart. Uh, I'm a Canadian citizen, though, now. Congratulations. Yay. We'll keep you. Thank you. Um, Okay. So, Cicerone, I will remember that. Winter Ale. Should I read what? Oh, no. No, no, no. No, 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 no. I was going to say that um, what I think is cool and how we will talk about beer in general is we're going to explain beer, I think. Yeah. How normal people will talk about beer to each other. Yes. And I think that is so important, and that also goes back to keeping an open mind. So I think a lot of servers, a lot of uh, even brewers or bar managers, anybody, they're told what beer should taste like. Or they think they think beer, certain styles of beer or whatever, should taste like something, which is kind of true. There are styles for, for sure. a reason. Yes. There are styles for a reason. But what's so great about craft and what's so special about it, and this almost kind of goes back to what you were saying, is it's almost never the same. Achieving consistency is really hard, and uh, it's really competitive, too. So everybody is just trying to do the next best thing and do something cool and be different and stand out, but then also make beer that fits for the neighborhood they're in, but you need to make money because you are a business, so you have to sell beer. Who is this? I don't know. I keep digging away. Stop like, messaging I muted, him. I muted one conversation. I muted 
all conversations. David's just really popular, guys. It's just how it goes. What are you gonna do? On a Friday. Maybe not record on my phone. <laughs> oh, it works. It's working. It's working. Um, yeah, so I just think it's if. Again, you never really know what anything should or shouldn't taste like. You have someone who makes the product that yeah. says, this is what I'm going for and this is what I get from it. I'm trained, I'm educated, or I've been, I have X years yep. experience brewing the beer, and this is what I'm hoping this style that I've made tastes like to you folks. But everyone's gonna have a different idea of it, everybody's gonna have a different yep. perception of it. It depends on what you eat, it depends on how you feel, it depends on if you're sick, it Palates depends are on everyone has a different palate. everything, everything. So, what's so cool is, and I even just caught myself saying it, I usually don't like winter ales. Well, there I just go. was an asshole because <clears throat> yeah, you I were, don't. You just proved your own point. But I like this. Wow. And why? What is it like being you? It's what hard. a contradiction. I, my poor boyfriend <laughs> can't keep up. Oh my god, poor I feel guy. So bad for Sorry, him. Chris. Chris with the K. Um, <laughs> oh really? Yeah, Chris with the K. Yeah. Christopher Kodala. So he's KK. He's KK, and his parents are also Kathy and Carl Kodala. And his brother's name is Kevin, so they're K K And they're K, Finnish? K, and they're Finnish. Is yeah. his dad Finnish, French, Canadian. K A A R L E? No. Okay. Because I have a. Is Finnish, that a Finn name? Yeah. I have ah. a Finn, Finn, uh, Carla, but it, we just call Car him Carl. Carla. Yeah. Carla. We just call him Carl. Not Tivo? Sorry? Tivo is a name, a Finnish name. Oh, ah, okay. Oh, yes, yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Tivo? <laughs> it was like anyway. T hyphen Vo. Yeah. Like T dot. T dot. T dot. Anyway, so that was my slight rant. But then going on to my other rant with the Cicerone Prudhomme thing right. is being certified in something is really great. Oh, my God, yeah. like Having a think, degree in something is really great. Yes. It I, gives you so... Sorry, go I, ahead. Uh, sorry, you go. Just, no, 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 you go. You go. Interject, interject, interject. with... Uh, that's why we're going to have guests. Yes. So you can get... You'll get used to our perspective on things and where we're coming from, which is more of a layman... Uh, we're kind of we like, talk we're, to the people. Yeah, we're like, uh, we're like professional <laughs> people, bar beer explainers, drinkers. <laughs> we're professional beer drinkers. <laughs> <laughs> so we, we have a certain panache, but I think the people, the Perdomes and the the Cicerones and Which the props brewers, to that man. It takes a long time to get all that shit. Oh my god, yeah. Good for uh, you. There and there's multi levels. Yes. Like you can keep going. Each level, yeah. Like you get three or four levels in each. I, I think, think it's four. And four and like the the mastery of it. And yeah, you, I love picking their brains, mm -hmm. uh, and and I love getting their perspective. And uh, I don't always like being talked down to, but. Sometimes, which is something uh, all of you should work on. If you have a degree yeah. or a certificate, please stop talking down to people. It's pretentious. Yeah. Take my advice. Um, it's the same thing in yeah, specialty I'm, coffee, man. I'm just, you know, I'm not putting the same words that you are. Yeah, it's uh, multi. And don't don't assume. Don't uh, assume. No, anyway. Uh, but yeah, I think that's why it'll uh, be a good uh, blend because we'll have guests yeah. on who will help us decipher what we mean when we say. Hey, this is like not boiled syrup. Right. Like, well, this is what you're actually tasting. This <laughs> and is they'll the science it, behind it. And it'll it'll be educational for all. Yeah. So I'm, I'm Especially in. Especially the, the listeners. Yes. Because y'all are dumb as shit. <laughs> hey, we're Oops, dumb too, man. Sorry. We're dumb yeah, too. I'm total dumb. We're all dumb. We can all learn 
you should learn always be learning i agree i think and that's just something that's so cool about beer and what's really interesting about being a sales rep in this industry is you're constantly learning yes every beer is different every and even from year to year you're making the same beer styles come and go styles come and go like sours are popular now like yeah five years ago if you told someone there's a sour beer, people would be like, what the fuck are you talking about? What is yeah. a sour beer? Yeah. It, you know, unless they were, you know, in the industry or, you know, European. Maybe. Was it in Europe? Uh, aren't like lambics and stuff? I don't know. Aren't Belgian lambics basically a I form of a sour? See, See that's we why need we need people who someone, know what the fuck I don't they're know. talking about. I'm too layman's terms um, with the folks. I think one of the first times I had a sour, uh, just to get off topic, since we are, no, uh, was in, on cask, too. It was a cask Ooh, sour. Whoa. Intense. And it was like the last beer I was having of the night. And I was like, this tastes like wine that's gone off. <laughs> and I yeah. love it. And like, I- it was, because it was just like, it was disgusting, but it was like... It's, but you know when you get like a, like blue cheese or something? It's like, yeah. oh, this is disgusting. It tastes like rotting feet, but it's so fucking good. <laughs> like, it was that. It was like, it was the blue cheese of beer. Or even better, there's a better... Oh. Well, that's... I don't know what that is. Okay. Uh, there... Oh, that was the tablet. Oh, the tablet. The tablet's telling Some us kind something. Some of game I've installed telling you I have 25,000 coins to uh, collect. Um, men, so, yeah, we got to end this episode because I got to go, go gamble. Okay, fine. I have a gambling addiction. No, I don't. Um, <laughs> and if you do seek help, there's help out there there's for you. There's help out there. Addictions to anything. Yeah. Um, Sex, booze, gambling. Gambling. They're Whatever. The big three. The big three. <laughs> Yeah, the big Love thing. them all, but don't 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 get addicted. Yeah, don't go crazy. Um, what the fuck was I saying now? I'm so uh, sorry, Strategy. The sours. Eh, who knows? Sours, feet, blue cheese. Oh yeah, there is. Um, I did a cheese tasting thing at Whole Foods once, and, <laughs> and one of the one of the cheeses they had was called Stinking Bishop because oh. it literally smelled like a decomposing corpse wow and it was like if you took blue cheese and you took you know the the outer shell of brie yep that the very yep. pungent stuff yeah you put those i usually two things try together, to like avoid it i like dig and my cracker in and then like drizzled like some kind of uh putrid pus or something oh gross <laughs> so yeah like visually and immediately when it hits your palate, it was just like, oh my god. It was like, this is the worst. Can I have some more, please? <laughs> like, just, like, I don't understand our, how our palates can accept, like, yes, this tastes like decomposing corpse. Hmm. Um, and I want to eat some more. Yeah. And I'm not a cannibal. I'm <laughs> um, actually a vegetarian. I don't even eat meat. Yes. So uh, it was a unique experience for me to wow. taste the cheese of a rotting corpse. Gotta try at least once. That's true. That's awesome. So keep an open mind and keep exactly. trying Full shit. Circle. Thank keep you. you're welcome. Yeah. Just keep trying stuff. I think people are so they get um so I'm I personally I don't necessarily need to be right, but I feel like I want to know what I'm talking about. <laughs> no, I'm cool to be wrong. Yeah. But if someone asks me a question, I want to be able yes. to back 
back up my opinion. So for instance, today, my fucking Lyft driver was talking American politics to me. He's clearly not American. He doesn't fucking know. And he just rattled me to the core. He made me so pissed and he was blanketing Americans. And I was like, yo man, you don't live there. America is lovely. There are great people that live there. And just Fuck a quick you. visual, Jess is wearing a MAGA hat. So <laughs> just so you know where she's coming from. I am so not. You take that back right now. <laughs> Fuck Trump. Anyway, so, but anyway, he just rat- he rattled me. He rattled yeah. me so hard. So it's the same. It's the same thing, man. Like, Ignorance is rattling. I it is, and I never want to say something and I can't back it up because that makes me feel stupid. If that makes sense. It does. You because yeah, if you I want to be able to support, you get into, support what I have to say. It's like uh, getting a Twitter argument. The good thing about Twitter arguments is that you can quickly Google stuff to make sure you know what you're talking about. <laughs> but you can't do that in real life. You can't. Really you can't have a, an argument with a Lyft driver and, and like and pull facts out of your ass Mm-mm. unless you're completely invested in that subject. And I think a lot of us, especially when you're emotional, like even if you know facts, they they filter away very quickly because okay. your emotional response so is overriding it, and you just <laughs> like it's just like you go to say like. I disagree with you. You say, I'm going to break your fucking kneecaps. Because it's just like, it's, you, 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 it comes out of you. Uh, it does. You, you're combative and you, you've tapped into the wrong vein of how to deal with an issue. Yeah. And that's fine. It's fine. And I just, uh, something you said made me realize something about myself is, oh. I don't like questions. Oh, and I think that's why. That's a bold statement. I don't like questions because uh, there's a lot of pressure to know the answer. There is an extreme amount of pressure. And I like to know the answer. Yeah. And if I, so the less questions I get, the less I have to worry about the answer. The issue is you wanting to know the answer or being able to help someone. And people, and this isn't, this is my weakness, not theirs, but people have like questions from left field that, especially in this industry, Mm -hmm. like, like, oh, what, what, like, complete, you know, you're telling them about a beer and they're like, Oh, what, uh, and they ask you a question that, like, no one would know, probably. Maybe the brewer would know. Hmm. Like, and I, like, I don't even know, like, oh, what, and I uh, can't think of one right now. Yeah, I, unfortunately, I don't have a perfect example. But, yeah, you often get, like, this weird question, like, I wasn't expecting that. Mm-hmm. Um, to the point now where I've started a dry erase board where I write questions down. Oh, that's at work smart. Good for so you. So I can get the answers so that if it ever comes up again, I know it. That's really smart. Get a dry erase board. Get a dry erase board. <laughs> Carry one with you everywhere you go. <laughs> oh, it's it's awkward. Like I have like a five by four dry erase board. Like, so weird on my back. And... So you'll know David when you come to Toronto because yes, I'm the guy. He's the guy with the whiteboard. Dry erase board on my back. But, well, yeah. I think uh, so. Winter ales. Yeah. Hey, we should talk about that. Okay. So we're gonna tell you what the definition of Google says because Google never lies. So a winter ale is technically a winter warmer, which makes sense because it's usually a bit more on the boozier side. Yep. Alcohol makes you feel maybe a bit more warm. It brings some blood flow. Your cheeks maybe get a little red. You get a little happier. It's a little spicy, like yeah, I mean, it's a little spicy, festive feeling. Um, it's traditionally malty and sweet and a strong ale. So a strong ale, again, is 
I don't know. I guess it would be anything, what, over anything, over 5.5% or over 6% so, yeah. or something? I think something? that's the cutoff, yeah. Yeah. So, which, I mean, is funny in craft beer because generally speaking, for a very long time, craft beer has always been 6, 6.5, 7, True. 8, 8% beer. Because we got used to the, we made like, in Canada at least, 5% was what the normal beer was. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's what you aim for mm-hmm. with the beer. And in the States, it's like 3.5, okay. <laughs> 4.2. So when I moved here, I'd get a tall boy and just have one and I'd be hammered. And then be like, what is happening? <laughs> Especially if it's like a 9% like yeah. double IPA or something. Shit, I'd be like, why am I drunk right now? Oh my goodness. Um, so then, yeah, generally brewed in the winter months, hence its name, Winter Ale. And it's usually a little dark, um, not as dark as a stout, though, and big multi presence. So I do think this Winter Ale by Henderson's. I think it hits hits, all the, checks all the points. It's multi, it's great description of it. 6.5%, which is like a nice little, it's not too high, not too low. No, 6.5 is, yeah, that's a nice, you can have a couple without getting hammered. Um, the first one gives you a little, little jolt, little That's punch true. in the face, which is nice. In a way. It's know, soft, though. Like, because like I, I think it, uh, it's like a wow thing. It's like everything kind of opens up a little bit. So After re- you've finished the beer. Uh, I think, like, no, the first couple sips, you're just oh, like, okay. whoosh, and you get like the, uh, I mean, not as much as like you got a shot of whiskey or something, but you get that whoosh, right? A, a whoosh of like, wow, okay, this has got a little something to it. Mm-hmm. And, and your your taste buds are open to it. Everything's open to it. Mm-hmm. So what, what it would in. you drink this with? Food-wise? Yeah. Like Holy what, shit. What do you think um, would taste good with this beer? For I, you personally. I, I honestly, okay, I think you could match it with like eat gingerbread. A gingerbread? Or like, uh, like, like a gingerbread like cookie? Like seasonal sna- like treat, sweets. Mm-hmm. I think it goes with seasonal sweets like uh, fruit bread. Or fruit cake, whatever it's called. I don't like fruit cake. That is such uh, a British. There's gross there's cake. different it's versions bleh. of it, like the ones that you set on fire with rum and stuff. And, yeah, disgusting. And there's the ones that are just you know. Uh, Sorry, that? people. If you can send us one that actually tastes good, I will send you a case Plum of beer pudding. from Kensington Drink. I'm but yeah, gingerbread cookies or ginger snaps or I think you could kind of not that you need to eat something with it, but no, you totally I, don't I need to. Like raisin bread, even like raisin you know, bread. toasted raisin bread with I'm into peanut that butter with some on butter. it. Butter. Or just butter, butter, man. Yeah, just butter. Just butter. Hmm. I, I like this. I could do... I know you don't eat meat. I could do, like, a, a nice steak with some mushrooms on top or something I like that. I can see that working. Mm-hmm. Like a, yeah, I could, you could definitely have it with, a, like, a nice so It's a little steam. sweet, but then you have, like, that kind of saltiness yeah. of it. It's nice. Um, yeah. But, yeah, pairing so food, winter, that's a whole that's other... Winter. No, that's, that's a, a whole, whole other, other thing, thing, and that's a thing I... Yeah, that's, oh, yeah. That's just science that I can't even... No. Fathom. And some of it's just, like, just, I think... Like you said, where we're coming from, just like... Where we're coming from. That's what we would pair it with. Right. The it's brewer, a personal the opinion. And a, a chef working together might come up with something else. Right. Because they and, eat food and yeah. drink beer every day. And they might come up with, like... You're talking, like, things on, like, a micro level... And I think we're perfectly timed here because look. Oh look, we got we're a heads 55 up. minutes. I guess it records 60 minutes, which is perfect. Which is good. We don't go longer than 60 minutes. So, um, thank you guys for listening. Really appreciate it. Yeah. And 
friends. We don't have an outro. We, we don't have an, an outro. No, we don't. But that's okay. But that okay. was, that was beer come. versus life. That was beer versus I think if, life. I think you might get what we're talking about now. Like, we're going to talk about beer, but <coughs> we're going to cough. Excuse you. <laughs> well, it's human. Life. It's human. <coughs> Bless you, cough. God, that was horrible. <laughs> um, yeah, good timing on that cough. Yeah, great timing. I should cough right in the microphone. Just right into it. sweet. <coughs> Uh, yeah, I don't even have any more beer. Perfect timing. My no, we ran, done. we ran out of beer. We drank, beer. we drank the beer. Uh, so that uh, that's our winter ale episode uh, yeah. from the patio at Sauce in February. In February, which is, yeah, and, and we're in Toronto. Thanks to Mitzi East and End. Johnny for letting us yeah, do this. Yeah, thanks, guys. Yeah, and um, I don't really know. I think we could just wrap it up right now. We're Let's done. just wrap it up. That, that was Beer vs. Life. Episode number... Keep an open mind. Who knows? Yeah, who knows? Keep, yeah, I think the point of this one was keep an open mind. Keep an open mind. Don't judge beer. Don't be that asshole that shows up to the bar and gets a sample of every single beer because you don't know what you feel like drinking. Just own it, order it, pay for it, I'm drink it. i this a little bit. And to you bartenders out there, don't say, hey, what do you like? Mm-hmm. Tell Just them tell what, them what like. you got. <laughs> tell them, tell them what you got. Tell them what they like, because honestly, craft beer is so new. Yeah, like people if, don't know what they like. Because if the dude they says really I like, don't. I like Budweiser, and you're a craft beer bar, you're fucked. You're fucked. Like so, good luck. Just tell them what you got. Yep. End. 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 Sewed. Fin. Finit. French again. That is French. How do you say? Finel. Is that Spanish? I think so. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Okay, bye. <laughs>